I'm Rene Ritchie, and Apple has finally announced their October, yeah, October 2020 iPhone 12 event. And as usual, I'm seeing a lot of confusion and I'm getting a lot of questions. So let's just dive into them. The Apple event has to be about the iPhone and Apple Silicon Macs, right? Apple Silicon Macs just have to be the one more thing. And Chad Valencia on Patreon, and yeah, I have Patreon now because I went indie back in March. Chad Valencia asks if it would really add value to announce the Apple Silicon Macs at the iPhone 12 event. And I don't think so. I don't think we'll be getting Apple Silicon Macs at all at this event. I think it's going to be focused like the September event was. And if you remember back then, everyone was just sure, sure, certain, even though there were a bunch of reports saying otherwise that there would be iPhones. There just had to be iPhones there. But Apple stuck to Apple Watch and iPad. And I think this event will be very similar. It'll be focused on the iPhone 12 and things that relate to the iPhone 12 so that Apple can have a very clear, concise, consistent message through the event and just get as much attention on the new iPhones as possible. The event is scheduled for two hours. How can Apple possibly fill two hours with just the iPhone? And we saw this last time as well. We saw this back in September as well. And it turned out they didn't even try. When you add the event to the calendar, it does block off a two-hour slot, but that's just a placeholder. Apple doesn't want anybody knowing how long the actual event is going to be. So for pretty much all the events, you have a two-hour placeholder, and then the events run from sometimes WWDC or the occasional iPhone event will run over two hours, but you have other events, especially the old town hall events that ran just barely an hour and the September Apple Watch and iPad event was just exactly around an hour. And I wouldn't be surprised like at all if Apple wants to keep this event, the October event, just really focused on the iPhone 12 and accessories and keeps it to an hour, maybe like an hour and a half tops. Rod Gray on Patreon asks if we'll see hardware like the iPhone or Apple Watch tied into the Apple One subscription bundle. And Louis Santamore, also on Patreon, asks about Apple Care Plus in Apple One. And Apple One is the services bundle that Apple announced at the last event, at the September event, and currently includes things like Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, and the new upcoming Fitness Plus, all for a reduced price. And I don't think we'll see any changes to it because it's so new. I don't think we'll see any changes to it this soon. But I think that would be a, just a far more compelling offer, similar to how Amazon Prime is based on next day or two day, you know, basically free shipping, because that's the core business of Amazon. And they add things like Amazon Prime Video and other frosting, we call it frosting on top of that cake, just to round it out, to make it even more compelling, to increase retention. I think Apple eventually should get Apple One to reflect their core business, which is based on hardware, especially based on the iPhone and increasingly on wearables like the Apple Watch and even AirPods. And we've seen Apple roll out financing for things like the iPhone, especially in the US, maybe only in the US for now. And that actually might be the reason why we haven't seen it bundled because it's just in such a limited amount of geographies. But eventually, 
being able to subscribe to your iPhone and just pay one flat monthly price and also get all the services that work great on your iPhone, on your Apple Watch, and extend that out through the iPad, through Apple Silicon Macs eventually, and include things like Apple Care Plus, which are already included in Apple's subscription phone uh, bundle, the um, iPhone update program, that to me would be just game changer level compelling. And I hope even if it's US only at first, we see something like that, sort of the Apple hardware and services wrapped up all together, and then slowly geography by geography, just extend all the way out from there. Apple's reportedly removing headphones from the Apple store. So does that mean we're getting over the ear AirPods at the event? And I would not at all be surprised. The over the ear AirPods or AirPods studios have been rumored for a while now. And step by step, product by product, we've seen Apple just increase the amount of accessories that they're building on top of the iPhone platform. The way I like to think about it is that Apple spent a decade building up the iPhone as a platform so that they could now spend the next decade using the iPhone as a platform to build up everything else. And sure, that includes services like the Apple One Bundle, but it also includes all of these high-value hardware accessories, things like the Apple Watch and things like the AirPods. And the more and better accessories, especially wearables, and Apple classifies Apple Watch and AirPods, all of those as wearables, the more of those products they can get into the market, the better it is for their business. It helps consumers. It helps us because all this stuff tends to work really, really well together. And some people don't like the current AirPods form factor, even the AirPods Pro. They want something like around the ear AirPods for workouts, for sports, for athletics, and yeah, over-the-ear AirPods for just a better overall listening experience or to use literally in studio. And Apple has used the Beats line thus far to cover all of those different headphone categories. But given the strength of the AirPod brand, it just seems more and more likely Apple's going to move all of that into AirPods. And we, we kind of do forget about Dre. Apple is also reportedly removing speakers from Apple stores and Apple Online. And does that mean new HomePods and HomePods Mini are also incoming? And I think, yeah, I think absolutely. Probably just HomePod Mini. That's the device that all the rumors have been focusing on. The original HomePod, uh, I think Apple can continue just to reduce costs on that and it'll be fine for now, especially if they did something like add Bluetooth connectivity to it. So that could be more of a device that could be shared by the entire family, even if they don't all have iPhones, the way that Apple makes Apple Music for Android so that you get value out of the family plan, even if you don't all have iPhones. But as a new device, as a less expensive device, I think um, HomePod Mini could be compelling, especially given how Apple was so fixated on high quality room filling audio for the first HomePod. They really weren't thinking about a home assistant or an affordable speaker at all. They were thinking about how do we just make a device that anybody can drop anywhere in a room that will sound great no matter where they drop it or where they're standing. And that had a variety of really new, uh, more expensive components involved. And there just turned out not to be a very big market for that. And a HomePod mini, even if it doesn't do the job of the original HomePod, I think it could sell just way better because of the pricing. Viper on Twitter, the man about tech asked if we'll see anything besides iPhone 12 at this event. And on Patreon, I also got questions about the Apple TV. 
And I would really like to see the Apple TV, but I think Apple really is gonna keep this event focused on the iPhone 12 and accessories that go uh, just build out the iPhone 12 ecosystem. One of the classic marketing tactics is when you when you achieve saturation in a market where most of your customers already have your product, you can't get more customers. So you get more out of your customers. And in the business sense, that means you don't just sell them iPhones anymore. You sell them iPhones with these services or iPhones with these accessories. And so instead of more customers paying you the same amount of money, you have the same amount of customers paying you more money. And the way that works here is similarly to AirPods at the iPhone 7 event back in 2016, I think we do see stuff like the AirPod Studio, maybe the HomePod Mini, but also things like AirTags, which have been rumored for a long time as well. And those are little Apple U1 uh, ultra-wideband spatial positioning chips that just go into little tokens that work on Apple's Find My Network. So the same way you use Find My iPhone to find your iPhone or Find My iPad, Find My Mac, all of those services, you'll be able to just put this token in your wallet, in your gym bag, on your pet's collar, maybe in your child's bag, and use it to keep track of all of those things. So that if anything goes wrong, if you just need to find out where they are, you can use the AirTags to locate them. And I know companies like Tile have been complaining you know, about Apple sort of walking over their business, but Apple back at WWDC in June announced that they were opening up the Find My Network to third parties. And that might be why it's taken this long to get AirTags out. They wanted to give those third parties, you know, three months or more to ramp up on the Find My Network. So it's not just about Apple announcing AirTags. I mean, they absolutely do that. But Apple also announces a bunch of third party um, accessories that work on the same network with a variety of different options. Like I imagine Apple's will be incredibly privacy focused, but other ones might give you different options if that's not a huge concern, but you want greater convenience, for example. And then it's harder for Tile to argue that Apple's being anti-competitive when Apple is in fact creating a bunch of competition that just couldn't afford to build out their own network and compete with Tile in this very space. Yeah, fiendishly clever in its intricacies. Joshua Karp on Patreon asks if there'll be any surprise features on higher-end iPhones, any reason to upgrade from the iPhone 11 Pro. And here's where I always push back on the tech industry, because there's there's a few different groups of people. Some people just, money is no object, and they'll always buy the new iPhone because there's a new iPhone. Or they're on that annual iPhone update program, and they just get a new iPhone every year as part of that program. Or, you know, this specific year, they're going to buy a new iPhone because they, they're going to hand down their other one or sell it. You know, some people have gotten just really good at selling their own iPhone at the perfect time to get the most money possible to buy the newest iPhone for the least money possible. But for, you know, average people, normal people, the, the huge majority of the market, nobody buys phones year over year. They buy phones every two years, three years, four years. And Apple and other companies, they don't build phones with the expectation that people need to upgrade year over year. It's just not sustainable. You can't keep making game-changing phones every year. You run out of games to change. Technology just doesn't go that fast. So typically every, you know, previously two, now three, four years, there are really game-changing things like the iPhone 10 
And you'll get redesigns and new features and iterative updates in between those, sure. But the big game changer phones are you know, periodical. You have the ticks and the talks. And some people just always want the latest and greatest and they'll buy the new thing on the redesign. And others are just, no, no Reve boards. I'm not buying the new version with all its bugs and quirks. You people beta test it and I'll get the S version of it or the second year version when all the kinks are worked out. They'd rather have the last than the first version of anything. And the way... I try to look at it is like a bakery. A bakery has to make fresh bread every day because regardless of when you choose to shop, you want fresh bread. They can't just make the bread on Thursday and then by the time you get there on Monday, it's just hella stale. That doesn't work. And because everybody buys on different days, they just have to keep making sure it's fresh any day someone chooses to buy. So some people will buy, for example, when the iPhone 10 comes out, and some people will buy the next year and the year after, and they shouldn't get a two-year-old device with a two-year-old processor that won't last as long from the day they buy it. They should get the latest device they can so it lasts as long for them as possible when they buy it, which is why there's an iPhone 10s and an iPhone 11 and now an iPhone 12. It's for people who didn't buy the iPhone 10 or didn't buy the iPhone 10s. It's probably for people who bought the 6s or 7 or 8 and are ready for that upgrade. And it doesn't cost us anything if someone else gets a more modern version because it means that when we're ready to buy next, when we're ready to buy again, we'll also get the most modern version available. So yeah, there could always be surprise features. The U1 chip in the iPhone 11 was a surprise feature and it could absolutely be that again. Whether it's compelling for a year-over-year upgrade, I just never think that's true. No one needs to upgrade year-over-year. That's a purely want-driven purchase. Okay, smart guy, you asked for questions. What shoes will the presenter be wearing? And yeah, I added that. Okay, smart guy bit. Now, actually, funnily enough, interestingly enough, we know the answer to at least part of this question because Tim Cook, in addition to being CEO of Apple, is on the Nike board of directors. And that means to a high degree of certainty, if not an absolute certainty, he will be wearing Nike at the event. And if you have any more questions or just want to chat in general, Check out our members-only Discord, where we talk about iPads and watches and iPhones and Apple Silicon and gear and workflows and just everything basically 24-7. And you can find it on Patreon. And yeah, I have Patreon now, patreon.com slash Renee Ritchie. And I set it up right after I quit my big media job in March, right before all of 2020 happened. And I started this new indie channel because I needed a way... I needed a way to get a community to help me make these videos better. And this is great because there's a whole preview section where I share ideas and outlines for videos before I even shoot them. Sometimes early versions of the videos before they go live or longer versions of interviews when they're available, like my 45 minute interviews with iJustine and Walt Mossberg and more. And there are even ways to get your name in the description of every video, even the credits that you'll see at the end of this video. So, to be more involved in this community and contribute directly to the creation of these videos and all of my future projects, like the podcast I just started with Georgia Dow, check out patreon.com slash Renee Ritchie, or just click the link in the description. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. For more, much more about the upcoming Apple iPhone 12 event and the iPhone 12 in general, check out this playlist. I go through everything, every feature, every rumor in incredible detail for you. So click on that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.